Hey everyone, it's Matthew from That's So Matthew, and you're watching Disney Channel. Let's podcast. Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of That's So Matthew. And today I am so excited to have a very special guest. I'm Melina. I am the host of my very own podcast called Life's an Adventure. It's a college and lifestyle based podcast. I'm 19 years old and I'm an incoming college sophomore. Awesome. I am so excited to have you. I will make sure to link your podcast and all your links and your Instagram below so that people can go and check you out. I am so excited to have you here today for a very interesting film which is part of the Cheetah Girls franchise, which, you know, I am a Cheetah Girls stan. I am all about the Cheetah Girls on the podcast. Uh, But this movie I had not covered yet. I had covered the other two almost five months ago, which is kind of crazy. So when you had came and you're like, let's talk about this, I was like, let's go for it. (laughs) No, yeah, I'm excited. Like, literally, when I went to go like rewatch the movie it had been like forever since I've seen the movie so it was like such a throwback moment for me and like it's been years so I was very excited me too I don't think I'd seen this in quite some time since maybe when I watched the like the trilogy I just watched them all three like in one day I would say it's probably been like three years so it was really great to revisit it and kind of like see if my opinions have changed which is all about the, what this podcast is all about So I'm very excited Uh to maybe see how it ranks at the end with the other ones, because I do recall I did hate on this movie a little bit in my first episode (laughs) with Tori, because I just I I think Raven just makes it so it makes the movie for me. And so it was just like weird to not have Raven there. And I feel like it's a really different movie, like compared to the other movies, like we're more focused on like the acting aspect than more of like the singing, which is very interesting. But I love the soundtrack of this movie. No, yeah, if I'm being completely honest, I kind of forgot about the third movie a little bit, just like with the storyline. And when I went to go rewatch, I was like, oh, my gosh, I forgot that she wasn't in this movie. And I was like, and I, I honestly, I felt like something was missing the entire time. Yeah, so I'm glad we're on the same page because I definitely agree. It just feels, it does feel a little bit empty, which makes me like sad, but I'm very excited to get into it. So before we get into the characters, I'll just give us, uh, our my listeners, just an overview. This movie came out in 2008 and premiered on August 22nd, 2008. And this actually is coming out like August 20th, I think. So it is very close to the anniversary of this movie, which is very exciting I love this movie, but I do have a lot to talk about. So we will definitely get into that. <laughs> and it stars um, everyone but Raven, Adrian, Sabrina, and Kylie. Um, yeah. So I'm very excited. It is the third and final Cheetah Girls movie. So uh, yeah, let's honestly just get into it with our first character, which is... Um, I guess let's just talk about Chanel. So Chanel is, Chanel Simmons is a Cheetah Girls character. We have seen her in the first two movies. Um, But in this movie, I think she is very like, I feel like she's like almost the main character of this movie. No, yeah, definitely. I got like that sort of vibe from her from the very beginning, like ever since like, oh, because like the storyline of like why Raven isn't in the movie, her character. And it's like, I feel like she kind of became that leader and almost like took her place 
and kind of like was that drive for the rest of the group to, to kind of be like well let's keep going let's keep like rolling with um their singing career I agree because I feel like Raven was like the natural leader in the first movie so to not have Raven it made it like really weird uh in this movie like the dynamic was a little off like I know you can have like a yes. trio like pop band but it just felt really weird but then to have Chanel just kind of come in and kind of act as that leader I thought it was very interesting and she just kind of stepped up to it right away um and I feel like she is everyone kind of sees her as a leader too because she's told that she's the better singer and that she's going to get this part that they're all fighting for which it it just kind of throws off the whole dynamic of the movie because I feel like in the first two, she wasn't that leader and for her to kind of be the leader, but like, I wasn't mad about it either. You know, it's, it's like kind of like a weird relationship yeah. with the character, but I honestly had no problem with her. She, I feel like she wasn't like problematic or like she didn't get on my nerves. Like, I feel like there was Kylie kind of got a little bit on my nerves with her little Kevin three, four, seven thing. Uh, but <laughs> I no, I really enjoyed her character. So, um, yeah. Um, up next we have, uh, Dorinda Thomas, and that is a interesting character because I remember in this originally we had in the first episode, I had kind of mentioned that I felt like they didn't like touch her like at all. I felt she was very like left out of the group. Uh, so now we're down to three. So I felt like it could have given us like something to work with here. Um, mm -hmm. I still wish we would have got more from her. I feel like she just nothing ever happens to her. And she kind of has like some little love interest or some little storyline. But she just is there. And I felt really bad because I wanted to see more because this the other two movies, you didn't get to see that. No, yeah, I honestly felt like like luck was not on her side like even as her character in the movie like it seemed like oh like nothing good was happening for her and like she was just kind of like left to the side a bit and then even just like in the storyline the relationship that she had from the previous movie like didn't seem successful in the third one and there wasn't really like um just i felt like there wasn't as much attention on her which i kind of seem as a little bit unfair in my opinion but like i didn't i didn't like that so yeah, and so we had our first character who was the better singer, but she's told she is the better dancer. And so they're all competing yeah. to get this part. So you kind of like, they're split because they're all being told these different things. And that was like her pretty much her only thing was, oh, she's the better dancer, you know? And I felt like bad because like I said, there was just so much like left to be done. And even with three, like everyone else kind of got more and she was just left in the dust once again. Yeah. But I, I digress um, because I guess we just have to. Um, and so lastly of the trio, we have Aquanet, a.k.a. Aqua. And she it has this whole thing going on with a boy. So she has a little love interest storyline going on here, which is very interesting because I feel like this movie has like very strong friendship vibes. Like at the end, it's like, our friendship is more important than this movie, which <laughs> I love it. But like, it was like so weird because then you had Aqua who was literally kind of just leaving them in the dust as well for this boy who has like his own thing going on. And he, she literally met him like over the phone, which is kind of like, 
I feel like is kind of creepy in a weird way. Like, I don't think I would just call like some random tech person, like just meet them in India. <laughs> like it was a little too convenient. And she just, I don't know. I, I did not, I did not too much care for the vibe that she kind of gave off. But I was glad that she also got more because in the first movie, she was the one that just like nothing happened with. So I was very glad to see it. But I was just like, why? Why is everyone like so excited about like friendship? And then you have her literally <laughs> boy crazy. Um, yeah, I just I didn't too much. I didn't like that. But I did appreciate her having something actually to work off in this movie, um, even if she wasn't necessarily like my favorite character. No, yeah, I would have to agree. I feel like even though like the, you know, the movie is centered around the group, the Cheetah Girls, she also had her own little storyline kind of like going off like a little bit separate from the group, which I personally liked. But yeah, just the scenario kind of threw me off. Just the fact that like she was constantly um, calling the guy on the phone because like for tech support on her computer and then she was like doing it on purpose too to like talk to him and then the fact that they were in different time zones and then oh somehow they ended up in India together like I don't know just the whole thing didn't sit right with me (laughs) yeah it's it's very interesting it's a very interesting dynamic and I feel like this movie or this franchise in general just plays around with like friendships like of the group and outside because now we have kind of see some several love interests in this movie every character is just a little boy crazy and we've got a lot Mm -hmm. going on is we have Vikram (laughs) who is the director of the movie and he literally in my opinion is like kind of the villain of this movie because he is taking three best friends and is putting them against each other just because like he couldn't say no like i get it but like also it just felt really like disrespectful in that way you know um and he like he was told he can only bring one and brings back three and expects everything to just be sunshine and rainbows and then he starts kind of falling for them a little bit and he's like well who am i gonna cast and then he like takes in his romantic interests better than like his personal and like acting interests so I didn't I did not care for him at all I did not like him. <laughs> <laughs> no because like well like when I re-watched it like I realized I'm like well he's actually being a little bit selfish because he was doing it for his own personal reasons the fact that he is trying his best to pursue his dream of being a director um, to get approval from his uncle, but he knows that he can only cast one person, but then he brings the three of them to India, and they don't know the entire time until they find out later in the movie. So, like, I didn't like the fact that he, it seemed like he was being a little bit more selfish than just, like, doing it for the overall production of the movie he was trying to direct. No, totally, because, I mean, I get it. Being a director is really cool, and, like, you want to have that big debut into the Bollywood world, But also he didn't even like, actually, it's not his fault that they didn't know it was Bollywood. It was just them not paying attention and being so excited. But he did, like you said, he was just selfish. And I feel like he really, he was putting them at each other's throat and friendship, like friendship and being nice was just like thrown out the window. And yeah, I did I did not like him uh, at (laughs) all. (laughs) Uh, Kind of the same thing for the next character. Um, I'm probably going to say it wrong. Uh, Rahim or something like that 
he was the lead actor who was also like a weirdly like everyone thought he was like hot and attractive and they wanted to like be with him because that's like every single guy in this movie so (laughs) i really didn't like hate him i just wish that like they would have done something more than just focus on relationships throughout this whole movie because everyone had their own guy they were all going their own separate ways but then at the end it's like oh friendship is so important and we are best friends we don't need anyone but each other (laughs) after they all had this whole love interest storyline you know it just felt Uh very contradictory to what the message of the movie was no, yeah, I honestly feel like they steered away from that whole friendship theme and they kind of got lost within like the middle of the movie. But then at the end, they were like, oh, wait, like, what's the whole movie about? And then they bring it back to friendships. But in terms of the character, like, I don't know, like, it's not that I don't like him or like I hate him. Right? I just feel like I wasn't given like enough substance, like for like to have any personal connection with that character. Like it was like what you said, just majority just romantic and relationship based. Yeah, there was a lot of characters in this movie where they didn't give us anything to go off of. You were just like, oh, they have a crush on that guy or they want the part of this movie. They gave us nothing to like sympathize with them or like see eye to eye with them because they Mm -hmm. I feel like you wanted to pick a side. You're like, oh, this is a very good thing for her to get the part. But then you're like, but her friends also deserve the part. And they never gave you like a reason as to why they should get the part. You know? Yeah. Uh huh. It just it left me wanting more and these relationships really sidelined the whole actual plot <laughs> of the movie um but now we also have um kevin 347 who isn't even kevin <laughs> it's so weird i'm sorry like the tech support guy she falls in love with him over the phone knows nothing about him besides he do- he knows tech and then they meet in India, which is so weird because she's like, oh, I'm looking at the sunset. And he's like, I'm looking at the sunset too. Well, where are you? <laughs> and it just is so like, yeah, it gives me like Hallmark vibes, like Hallmark Christmas holiday movies. And I was just really like, girl, what are you doing? You're meeting a random stranger <laughs> online and just going with it. And then you, she finds out that that's not even his real name. And then she goes to that dinner and it's, everything is just so suspicious, but it's kind of like gives the message of like things are not what they seem over the internet, I guess. <laughs> no meet strangers. I don't know. It's just so weird. No, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Just like the entire time, like I could never, like not knowing, you like you assume that it was his real name, but you find out it's not actually his name. Um, He has the American accent, but then you find out that he lives in India and you don't know what, what he looks like. And just the fact that the relationship was moving so fast too like I don't know like I'm such like a hopeless romantic type but even just the scenario and the relationship between the two of them was like okay hold on like slow your roll like wait a minute (laughs) yes like it was just moving so fast they knew absolutely nothing about each other besides Kevin and Aqua like they knew their names but that wasn't even his real name so like It was just so weird. I was like, what is this going on? (laughs) I think it was my least favorite love interest plotline of the three. Hmm, That's interesting. I don't, I liked it, but like the way that they kind of like 
plotted out the relationship i think was just like too fast i think that i think that was probably the one thing i didn't like about it but overall i think the relationship was really cute <laughs> i mean i do think they were cute but it just is weird it was just very weird and it fell <laughs> out of place um and he was also a liar so um we yeah. don't like that uh yeah and then another character that we want i want to talk about is the uncle of vic because he is kind of also causing these problems because he is, so he's the, one of the directors and producers. And so he is not willing to accommodate all three girls. So technically he's the one that's forcing them to go at each other. But then we also have Vic who started this whole thing. So it's equally like blamable, but he also, I just don't like his mindset, like the way he does things. And he's like, it's all about the money and the movie and he was really mean to the girls. Like, these are your, like, stars. And he was not treating them well at all. No, yeah. Like, I do feel like Vic had, like, he's the one who started it. Like you said, like, he's the one who actually brought the girls to India. But then the uncle's the one who really made it worse by having them compete against each other to fight for the one role. So I, I did not like that from him at all. I feel like he was the one who just kind of, like, started everything and just like kind of it blew up in their faces and the, and then that's when like things started progressively getting worse and they started competing and fighting against each other and then also like what you said his mindset like oh all about the money and that you know like you can only have one girl and that you can't like make room for the other two so i just didn't like that no we i did not i did not vibe with him but the lady who i really <laughs> did not vibe with was the choreographer because she was such a rude lady. I am, so right now I'm in a production of Moana Jr., which is very exciting. It's a musical. We opened this weekend. But I had to learn a lot of dances. And the choreographer, she did move really quickly, considering it's like a younger production. Like we're all like middle school or high school age. And she literally gave me the same vibes as that choreographer from the movie. She's like doing it really quickly. And then she's like, Oh, you don't get it? Well, we have to break it down. And then they had this really interesting <laughs> dance-off, which kind of made no sense because they were, like, dancing better than what she taught anyways. But then she was dancing along, too. You know, it was just so... It was, like, really weird because it's, like, a classic Disney dance-off. Like, you know, it's not a Disney Channel original movie if there's not a dance-off scene. Yeah. And it was just so funny because she was like, oh, we're going to break it down for you because you don't get it. And then... I didn't think that what like the dance off was really like worth it. You know, like I felt like she made a big deal. Also, that choreography was hard. I'm I like, I don't think I could pick it up that fast. She's like, and she didn't even count like the correct way. Usually you count to eight when you dance and she's counting to four. And it was just so <laughs> funny. And I was like laughing because that just gives me the same vibes as the choreographer for my musical. <laughs> No, when I when I saw when I came across that scene, I was like, first of all, there's no need for you to be rude like that. Like, like even just like from when she made her entrance, her character, like, oh, you know, like we're waiting for the stars. Like, oh, can you show up on time and what this and that? Making her comments, and I was over here like, excuse me. And then the fact that she like thinks she's so, and I would say she thought she was so entitled as the role of the choreographer on the production that like oh you know these girls don't know how to dance so I'm gonna teach them how to dance and then the whole the whole dance off thing I was like 
I felt like they were they needed to put like a dance off in the movie and they just had they just kind of had to like stick it in there but I don't feel like it was very necessary with like the the script that was going on like the dialogue between them and then all of a sudden it goes into a dance off <laughs> yeah it was just and like you said she was so entitled like I did like I I was like you are not like that special like I get the choreographer is important <laughs> in like a Bollywood movie but I was just so like girl what are you doing and then later <laughs> in the scene when she's at the dinner she just looks at them in such disgust she's like she was so what she was such uh, a rude character uh but mm-hmm. yeah so that those were my thoughts on all of the characters that we really got <laughs> to see anything from but I do want to talk about something so I was doing some research for this episode and I came across why Raven did not return and I was thinking oh maybe she was booked you know she had like that's so Raven or maybe she was filming another project but apparently she did not get along very well with the co-stars which kind of like breaks my heart because I always loved the Cheetah Girls and to kind of hear that they didn't even get along just kind of like just like a stab in the heart because in the, during the second one she said that she felt very excluded and there was lots of like cat fights which is just it just like oh I was so shocked I was so shocked I was like oh <laughs> oh my god no and I was literally wondering the same thing I was this close to doing like my own research and be like why wasn't Raven in the third movie like you know like it's like she's part she was part of the franchise for the first two movies and just to have her like left out of the third movie I was like there has to be a reason why but like that it makes me think too like it's like you know their characters are so much more different than like you know them as just people like her character in the first two movies she's like the natural born leader of the group she's kind of like almost like bossing people around in a sense and it's like just the fact that she felt like she was excluded what you were saying is interesting yeah me I was really kind of shocked because I always thought it was kind of because she had a movie that came out around the same time it was like college road trip or something with Brenda's song and I was like oh maybe she was just filming that movie Or obviously I felt like this is like saying that I felt like you said she was the leader. She was like the standout or maybe she just could go on to bigger and better projects. And it just like it, like I said, it just really broke me because I was like these, we see these characters are like so happy, like best friends, like best friend goals. And then, Uh and they also did a really lousy write-off. Oh, she's at summer school. Like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) that was it like they never once mentioned her again they're like oh yeah like she's she's she got into some school I think and said oh she's doing summer school and that was it I was like okay (laughs) like I always thought she was like one of the more smarter ones of the friend group and then she's like oh she's at summer school I was like Disney come on like you could have done a little bit better with that one but yeah so that was a little our little update on Raven um but yeah so now we know and now I will probably never think of the movies the same way again so I probably shouldn't have looked that (laughs) up but let's honestly just get into the plot because I feel like we have a lot to talk about and it's very messy um friendships are being tested but friendship is more important but they don't show that in the movie uh so Galleria has gotten into university and I think they said England or something it's somewhere far off and she like we said needs to go to summer school so she is not here so bye bye Galleria um (laughs) now we are kind of focusing in on Chanel 
Dorinda and Aqua because they are going to be doing all these auditions. They have a huge opening number and you're like, oh, they're performing at a concert. That's so exciting. And then it's just a dream. So yeah, kind of sad because I feel like I feel like people are always joking about like artists like currently being in their flop era. I felt like these auditions were like their flop era. Like they couldn't book any auditions and they kind of credited that to being that they used to be four and now they're three. Yes. And I was like, okay, that's fair. But then they would go to these auditions and they would like end up show they had a big dream sequence or whatever. And then it was like, oh, they didn't really do that great of a job. Like as they shown in the clip Mm -hmm. and then the host gets all mad at them and he's like, no, 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 we don't want you. And then they like start taking it to heart. Like they're never going to book anything. This is going to be the end. So then they talk to this waitress, which this is so confusing because they, they gave, I have a theory that the waitress called this guy because she like, she's looking at them while they get the call and she looks so mysterious. She's like looking at them. She definitely yes. had something to do with it, but I was like, yeah, uh-huh why it was so weird and they're like ranting to this waitress like a random waitress they're like we can't book anything we can't do this or that and I was like laughing so hard because I was like why but now they they think they're going to be a big the next big stars of a Hollywood movie a Hollywood blockbuster and then they go to India (laughs) something got lost in translation no literally and they are they're so clueless too. Like they're literally talking to the guy. He literally said Bollywood like five times before they're like, wait, uh-huh. what did you say? <laughs> I was I was dying because I was like, how did you not know? Like he's clearly said it so many times. But they go for it anyway. They were just so, but they were just so excited. That's the thing. <laughs> I mean, I would be too. So I, I mean, I can't be blamed. Like if I were going to be like in the next big movie, count me in. Um, So they're now Uh cast into this new movie called Namaste Bombay. And so they have to travel to India and they're like, it's not going to be hot like New York. There's going to be no traffic. Oh my God. And it's even worse (laughs) than New York. And then it transitions to when they're there and all the traffic. I I started laughing. I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) And the driver is like driving like, woo, like so crazy I like all crazy uh-huh. <laughs> they were like terrified and I was like what did you expect like you're in India now like I don't know what you were expecting uh-huh. <laughs> oh my gosh and then they meet a they meet Rahim and he is the one who is cast as the lead and they all start developing a crush on him because they got to test the waters they got to test the friendship here a little bit and uh-huh. then they come across that choreographer who I hated Jita Oh, so annoying. And then they have that dance off. I love the song though. Dance Me If You Can is probably a standout number for me. Um, But I was just like, it was so funny. Like you said, it was so out of place. It's like, they just were like, we have to have a dance off. Let's throw it right here. (laughs) I, I really like at this point of this movie, I hadn't seen it in so long and it was all coming back to me. I was like, yeah, this is why you haven't talked about this movie on the podcast yet. (laughs) Um, but now we have Vic who comes on and realizes that he can only cast one of the cheetahs as the lead role. So honestly, I was at this point, I was kind of like thinking, well, maybe they're just going to like rewrite the movie because 
Like he brought all three of them. He promised them too, which is like, yes. But then his uncle comes in and he's like, one, only one. You can only pick one and you have to have them audition against each other. And auditioning against your friends is like not fun. Like it's like only one of you is going to get it. What's going to happen? So at this point now we kind of start to see them getting into a fight. And then this is like, oh, is there, are they no longer going to be friends? Well, they're still going to be friends, but it's so <laughs> like weird because now they start developing those relationships with other people. So they're no longer focusing on the friendships. They're focused on this audition and the relationships. So we got Kevin 347 and Aqua. And so they had start doing that whole thing. They meet really weirdly. She He calls her and is like, did you figure out your computer? Even though she knew exactly what she was doing, she still called him because she mm-hmm. thought he started having feelings for this random voice over the phone. So weird. Then they meet <laughs> at a sunset and it's like, oh my gosh, so crazy. And then they like hug and yada, yada. Then we have this other connection with Vic and he's like, oh, maybe I'll cast you, but I have to consider your other friends. So it was just so messy. I feel like it just felt very generic at this point. No, no. Yeah. And then also the other thing too, like, because it was like really a competition to get the one role, I feel like, and there was a point in the movie too, where they're like, oh, like at first they were not going to do it. They were not going to like audition or anything because like, no, our friendship is more important. But then they turned around and like, okay, we're going to, we're going to audition, but we're going to do it fairly, like no cheating or nothing like that. But then again, they go off to the different relationships and all three guys have something to do with the movie, which is really contradictory to be like, oh yeah, no cheating going on here. We're all going to play fair and square. But then again, they use the other guys in a sense to kind of get ahead in order to get that one role. Yeah. So they are cheating. They're cheating their way to the top, which kind of like irritates (laughs) me because I feel like there's always like, for me, like being like a theater kid, like when you have an audition and there you like, there's someone there that the director really likes, or, you know, the director is going to cast them or it's the director's daughter, son, et cetera. You know, like they have that unfair advantage. And so now every one of them has an unfair advantage, but because they all have it, is it really like an advantage at all? Because I was still a little confused about how Kevin 347, that's why I'm just going to keep calling him, was involved with the movie. (laughs) But then they had that weird dinner thing, which was so, it was so weird. And then the, the one lady was like, to Aqua, are you eating your like cucumber or something? And she's like, it's my favorite. It was just so awkward. Like that scene, the way she said it, it's my favorite. Like, I don't think she's ever had that in her entire life. And she's like, it's my favorite, uh-huh. you know? <laughs> no, I, I, I found it unnecessary, that scene. But I feel like the only reason why they put it in there was that little bit of dialogue between Vic and Kevin, because he asked him to like use the location to shoot the movie which I feel like you could have done it like in a more subtle way, not make a whole scene out of it with whole dinner and everything with everybody. But I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, I agree. And then we also have the fact that every single person believes that Vic is going to choose them. But because they're all like, (laughs) oh, he told me I'm a good dancer or I'm the best dancer. I'm the best singer. Uh, He literally, I, this is why I got really irritated with him because like you said, he was putting his own interests before them and the film's interests. And Mm -hmm. oh, I was so irritated because now (laughs) they're all like getting their hopes up and 
there are they're still at each other's throats essentially and oh this is where this is where it gets a little messy because we see that each of them are either a good actress dancer or singer and so they dance and they audition and they do whatever they got to do and chanel gets the role but then she's like i can't take this role and then they have like this whole like cute scene like oh our friendship is so important we love each other so much but then we have the whole fact that literally they all were using their unfair advantage with their relationships with aqua and that kevin 347 and vic <laughs> it's just so like the message is overshadowed like it's really cute disney channel like happy sing kumbaya but it just was like <laughs> You know, like it just felt like every, like you said, everything was just lost in translation. Um, I honestly felt she could have kept the part. I'm just gonna say it. No, but like, okay, because I think about it, like when they did that audition, I'm like, but like, who else was gonna get the role? I feel like Chanel had to get the role because technically now that she's like the leader of the group and then she's supposedly in the relationship with Vic, I feel like nobody else could have gotten the role either way. So that that's just me. I agree. It it just, it literally didn't. It felt like she was going to get it anyway, but they knew that. Like the other girls kind of knew that going in. But then mm -hmm. she was at the unfair advantage, but she still got it, which I'm not surprised. Like you said, it was, it just felt natural. Like I feel like even if Raven was there, Raven probably would have got that role, <laughs> Galleria. But mm -hmm. It, they're all like they're all had their own like interests in mind and they weren't working for the friendship at all which is just ew uh and then they're like <laughs> but never mind never mind we didn't hate each other at all because friendship and unity is so important and we're like besties yay <laughs> like it just was so like cheesy and like i agree that she could have kept the part like i think she deserved it hot take well, I mean, yeah, I do think so too. And even, and even, um, um, her friends were like, you know what, you know, like, we're not mad at you anymore. Like we apologize for whatever we said. And like the whole, the whole fight and the whole argument, the whole competition thing, like they got over it. It's like, you know, you know what, like you should take the part, you deserve it. You worked hard for it. And she's like, no, no, no. She's trying to be the bigger person here and be like, you know what? I appreciate my friendship with you guys more. I don't want it to get in the way of our group or whatnot because, you know, it's us three, the Cheetah Girls. But, like, I do think she should have taken the part, too. I mean, the Cheetah Girls could have been, like, dancers or something. And they could have dealt with Cheetah. <laughs> like, it, I just felt like they put so much work and, like, this was their whole summer. Like, this was their thing. And they all just gave it up so easily. Like, that was like they put so much effort into making these relationships and these friendships and getting this part after the initial audition too so i just felt like they just threw all of their opportunity just away mm -hmm. and like even if they are true friends don't you think they could be happy for one one another like oh chanel got this part that's so amazing she's so she's so talented we're good friends but like you know like they weren't real I friends uh -huh. I feel like that would have given more of the message of friendship by like the two friends supporting the other friend who got the role instead of like the one friend who got the role, but then giving it up for her friends, even though she really wanted it. I feel like that would have given more of the message of friendship 
But no, they had to bring it back around and be like, you know what? No, it's the group. It's the Cheetah Girls. They don't have to necessarily do everything together. But because it's their group and it's now the three of them, they kind of had to do that with the storyline. I agree. I I mean, I see why they did it because it's Disney. So I don't know what else I was expecting. (laughs) Uh, But so they all agree that the rude AF choreographer gets to be the lead of the movie. I was not expecting that. Like, well, I mean, we're talking about like when I first watched it, but like rewatching it now, I'm like, why? But then also there was no other characters too that were introduced in the movie for potential leads. So I'm like, okay, they kind of had to put the choreographer as the lead, but I didn't like see the reason why. Just because of her her relationship with, um, what's his name, Raheem, the movie star. So she gets to be the lead. I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just, I was very like, <laughs> I hated you this whole time. And now you get to be the star of the movie. Like, okay, I see how it is. Um, But because it's Disney and the Cheetah Girls, they end in a big finale song, which is called One World, which is also the title of the movie. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. the title song. I feel like this movie played around with some of that Bollywood like music sound. And I really like that. So is there like a song that you think like stood out to you like out of the soundtrack? That's what I was thinking about, honestly. Like, it's very hard for me to narrow down a song, but I would have to say the two songs that come to mind, besides the finale, because I really liked that song, the audition song, that scene, the whole, like, when they were just, um, the, yeah, when they auditioned, and just, like, the, just the whole thing, the way the scene played out, I really liked that, personally. So I like the, the audition song. I don't know what it's called in the final song. I also agree. I really like One World and I also love Dance Me If You Can. I mean, the title is very cheesy. Like the whole thing, like instead of Catch Me If You Can, Dance Me If You Can. Like it doesn't sound right, but like I thought the song was actually very good and minus like all the weird like dance off that was going on in that scene. Uh, But also the audition song. And I feel like this movie had, it just sounded, it it fit the movie like very well considering from like the first two, we had like the early 2000s like sounding music to kind of switching over to that Indian hip hop mix. So I really enjoyed that. Oh, as well as the song, What If, um, I feel like it was a really good ballady song. So I'm always there for that. Um, and now one thing I know that I had someone send this in because um, I had mentioned that I was going to be talking about Cheetah Girls One World. And so there's a new Disney Channel original movie coming out in like two weeks and it's called Spin. It also has to do very much with the Indian culture. Um, And so it is all, it's kind of like the same thing. It has the music. It's all about her being like a DJ. So I feel like this movie did a very like interesting job with the Indian representation added in because it didn't tie in with the first two movies. It kind of just came out of nowhere. Um, But I feel like the whole like storyline of like the unity and friendship, like kind of overshadowed like that representation that was given if that makes sense. No, yeah, I do feel like they did a good job in terms of representation and they did their best, um, which I will like give them credit for. But I do think they tried to like overpower the whole movie with the whole friendship theme once again, because that's kind of like the ongoing theme. So yeah, I do think they could have done just a little bit less 
of like the overshadowing overpowering of that friendship thing I, I agree. And I feel like um, I'm really looking forward to kind of see like how they do it in this new movie because it's been what, 13 years. Um, so very excited to kind of see that because this movie, I feel like was very interesting in terms of that, um, especially with the whole Bollywood thing. So lastly, and I feel like everyone's kind of favorite part of the podcast is the final rating. Um <laughs> So we will rate it out of 10 and then we will explain it a little bit because um, I feel like it's my favorite part. So I will go first. So I remember for the first one, I think I gave it like a six and a half, which looking back is so low. What was I thinking? (laughs) Um, But I would say I have to give this movie like maybe like a six and a half. Actually, I really enjoyed it like in the weird sense of like, oh, this is a Cheetah Girls movie, but it didn't feel like Cheetah Girls like the first two like it didn't give off the same vibes I did like the music I did like the whole Indian representation I did enjoy parts of the storyline there were characters I just couldn't stand aka that choreographer and weird relationships (laughs) that were forming and I feel like the message was just super cheesy and without Raven there it just didn't feel right I know that it's like kind of a hot take but it just felt really off and to, for this to be like the final movie for all the friends not to be together. And it didn't really feel like an ending movie. Like there was so much left at the end, like what's going to happen, especially if they're really pushing the friendship message, like where do they go with the friendship from there? You know, I just felt like mm-hmm. there was a lot to go with, but they did leave us with a good song. So I do have the bonus points for that. <laughs> okay. I, I thought about this a lot because like it, like rewatching it now that I'm older, like I have different thoughts than like, oh, because I, I remember growing up and watching all the three movies, like I love the movies. And it's like, I would have given them 10 out of 10s like when I was younger. But looking back on it now, now that I'm older, I would have to give it a seven out of 10, I think. Because I'm, I'm really trying not to compare it to the other two movies, but it's hard for me not to like what you said the fact that raven is not in this movie i feel like that's the one thing that did not sit right with me the most because the dynamic was off it was so different and i feel like because she wasn't in the movie i think that's why they kind of really pushed that friendship message and theme because there was one person missing so they tried to keep the three of them most together through the friendship that was going on throughout the entire movie but i really like the songs I'm always a big fan of the of the soundtrack in Disney Channel movies. I do um, really like the re- representation also. But I don't know. Yeah. As much as I love like the whole uh, romance relationships, and I do like the fact that they explored that in this movie, I think just the different scenarios that were going on was kind of weird. And just like the way that it was kind of separating all three of them. Um but yeah, I would have to give it a seven out of 10. I, uh, I really, I, I a hundred percent agree with you. I just like, it just was different. And I feel like this movie, I think I said this once before when I first started the podcast that this movie, like if it wasn't tied to the cheetah girls, like if it was just three new characters, it would have worked better. Like, oh, it, okay. it, I don't know. I just like, it feels so different from like the, what we have seen so far that it does tie in but it also just feels like its own little entity 
Um, so I do have to give it credit because I mean, they explored something different and I just feel like maybe it didn't work as well as maybe they wanted to, especially considering originally all three were or all four were supposed to be back. And then all of a sudden mm -hmm. someone just dropped out really quick. So in that sense, uh -huh. I think it worked pretty well. Um, and so the last thing, which I, we kind of already talked about is if this movie were to like come out in 2021, does it hold up? I feel like it does in a weird way. Like it doesn't feel old. Like I feel the technology might be a little different. Like um, maybe like they would have like actually talked to each other before they met um, Kevin 347 and Aqua. <laughs> but it it did feel very up. It felt very modern in a weird way, considering it was 13 years ago, like compared to the other movies at this time. Yeah, I would have to agree. Like, I think it's because of the fact that it was like a different plot line, storyline, and it was kind of set a little bit separated from the other two movies. I do feel like it could hold up nowadays. Like, in a, like what you said, in a weird way. It's interesting to think about that now. Like, I would have never thought about it like this before. But yeah, I would have to agree with you. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of the podcast. I had a great time. Uh, where can people find you and your podcast? Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me and for letting me be a guest on your podcast. But uh, you can find my podcast on any podcast platforms you listen to. It's called Life's an Adventure. And you can follow me on Instagram at lifesandadventure.pod. I post um, inspirational, motivational content over there, college lifestyle related. And I publish my episodes every Friday. Awesome. I'm also a Friday uploader. And I always think it's so like cool <laughs> because like, I feel like there's such a wide, like there is seven days in a week. And I always just feel like everyone's listening to when everyone uploads. It's just so fun. So I will also yeah. have everything linked below. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook at That's So Matthew. And you can also find me on all my episodes on YouTube as well and check out my website that's uh yeah i think that's everything i had a great time uh tune in next week for a brand new episode of the pod and i'll see you all again soon bye